Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Welcome to the Soul H2O radio and podcast show Advent Series. I'm your host, Sherry Stahl, and I couldn't be happier you joined on Christmas Day for the last episode in this group of shows, focusing on the themes from Advent. I hope it helps to make your festivities even more focused on Jesus, the reason we celebrate Christmas. Current and three-time GMA Female Vocalist of the Year, new author Brooke Nichols is our interview guest for Christ is the Savior of the World. Brooke's interview and the Soul H2O devotion help you see how Christ came to be the Savior of the world and how pursuing Him brings hope, love, joy, peace, and fullness into your life. Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions. They can be downloaded from today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 92, along with information about our guest and links to all the Soul H2O Advent offerings. Now, let's dive into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. The Charlie Brown Christmas 1965 animated movie is one of the most well-known Christmas specials. It's played over and over, year after year, every Christmas season. People quote lines from it and watch it as part of their family traditions. But I think there's a hidden message Charles Schultz was trying to convey that many miss. The movie starts off showing the lovable Charlie Brown characters and Linus, as always, with his security blanket in tow. What's amazing is how the fearful Linus is the only one who brings peace to Charlie Brown when he has a meltdown about how people have fallen into a consumer Christmas and forgotten the true meaning. It's Linus who explains to Charlie and the kids there on stage what the real meaning of Christmas is all about in his now famous speech where he quotes Luke 2 verses 8 to 14. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What you can't hear in this audio clip, and if you're not paying close attention to the movie, when Linus says, fear not, he drops his blankie and finishes the speech with boldness, using both hands to emphasize the words, telling everyone there how in the city of David, a savior is born, which is Christ the Lord. I'm guessing you've watched the movie a time or two, so I'm not giving anything away. But at the end, Linus is the one who, after focusing on how Christ came as a baby to become the savior of the world, he actually offers his blankie to help hold up the pitiful Christmas tree, which then transforms into this beautifully decorated tree. 
Linus was empowered with confidence when he focused on Jesus, Savior of the world. When you encounter the Christ of Christmas, you're changed. It's what happened to Peter and the misfit band of brothers we call the disciples. Mary Magdalene, the Samaritan woman at the well, a Roman centurion, a little tax collector of a man, the persecutor Paul, the successful businesswoman Lydia, and so many more, including me. We celebrate to live out 1 John 4.14 and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Jesus came for you, for me, for everyone, from every walk of life. Christ is Savior of the world, and He's why we celebrate Christmas. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Brooke Nichols is a singer-songwriter from Toronto, Ontario, and serves as a worship leader at Sanctus Church. When she's not there, she's leading worship at different churches and ministries across Canada and beyond. Brooke's been named the GMA Female Vocalist of the Year for the past three years. Last summer, Brooke released her first book, Becoming an Author, with her devotional entitled Making Room. At the same time, Pursue on her latest album was nominated for a 2020 Juno Award. Brooke and her guitar-playing hubby Steve Lensick, formerly from the band The City Harmonic, are a dynamic duo often found leading the local church and pointing people to Jesus. And the couple just had their first daughter, Shiloh, a super cutie this past Valentine's Day. I'm completely honored to have Brooke Nichols recording with me today. Welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, Brooke. Wow, Sherry, what an intro. Thank you so much. Girl, I could have talked about you for days. There is so much that you have going on and I just love all of it. You know, I was introduced to you at a conference. I didn't know who you are, were at all. And all of a sudden, this dynamic girl gets up on stage and begins to lead worship. And the presence of God was so rich. And your song, Pursue, that was, you know, just nominated, an incredible song. But it so resonated with my heart in this longing to pursue God. And I just, I love the depths from which you sing. And, and how, you know, I'm wondering, how did this verse come to, this song come to be? Yeah, I mean, so before I got into um, Christian music and leading uh, the way I do now, I was actually pursuing a life in pop music for many, Mm -hmm. many years. And there was this like drastic shift in my heart, in my life. And um, actually, out of that drastic shift, I wrote Pursue because uh, I just got to a point in my life where I was like, all all I want is Jesus. All I want to do is pursue what he wants for my life. And like, 
who he is as a caring father. And uh, I remember sitting in my condo, uh, I was living downtown Toronto at the time, and I was just sitting there and I just kept, I was, I was reading Psalm 119 and uh, I just kept singing over and over, I pursue you, I pursue you, I pursue you. And from that special moment, um, the song Pursue came about. So were you someone who pursued God at a young age or how did you get involved in, you know, pursuing God and also, you know, in music? Yeah, I mean, I did. I grew up um, in the church, but I, honestly, I mean, it wasn't until my late 20s that like there was a shift in my life from God became, you know, or Jesus became somebody that I, I really knew versus just someone that I knew about, if, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. 100%. And um, that's a yeah. big shift. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And that's kind of what kickstarted um, everything for me. You know, you know, the closer you walk with somebody, the clearer you can hear their voice. And as I leaned into who Jesus was and into his presence, you know, I, I had a clear, I could hear him clearly leading me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. So was there an event or just this you know, what caused this shift from pursuing, you know, fame and fortune and, you know, to become a big, you know, pop singer, you know, to actually pursuing God in worship music? Well, I think like, you know, like I said, God with God and Jesus were someone that I knew of. And I don't know if my relationship, like, I mean, at the time I would have said like, yeah, I have a great relationship with the Lord, but I mean, I wasn't leaning in and listening to his voice and to where he was leading me. And so I think like, mm -hmm. you know, I was pursuing a life that I wanted. I was pursuing the things that, you know, that I, yeah, just that I wanted. And, and, uh, you know, the Lord was clearly directing me elsewhere and I, I ignored it for a long time and I pushed against mm -hmm. it. I fought against it for a long time. That's amazing because, you know, the verse that says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things, you know, the things that we need, the things that we want will be added to you. And you're a perfect example of that, that you are pursuing, you know, your own passions and pursuits. And then when you changed it to actually pursuing what God wanted for your life, then all of a sudden you get a Juno nomination. <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah, <right>. how, how <laughs> surreal was that? Oh, that was so cool. That was uh, so unexpected, to be honest with you. Like I was up against some pretty big names. And so it was just such a beautiful surprise. I, I remember when they were announcing the nominations um, and my husband, Steve, he's like, you were just, no, he yelled it. He, you were just nominated for a judo. And I didn't even know that like the nominations were happening that day. So it was, uh, oh. it was, it was pretty cool. That is amazing. Yeah, it is incredible how when we begin to really walk in the purpose and the calling that God has for our lives, that things start to connect, they start to click. And, um, you know, strange things can happen like this, that you at, you know, your young age have already received the female vocalist of the year for three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. Very surreal. I remember somebody speaking into my life. Um, this was just as I was, you know, kind of making this conscious decision to step away from, you know, pop music and that life and, and step into um, leading and Christian music, again, something I fought for so long. And they said to me, you know, there's an abundance on the other side of your obedience. 
And that always mm-hmm. stuck with me and really made a mark on my heart. And it was just this reminder that like, you know, the Lord speaks many things to us and we can hear him, but it's one thing just to hear his voice. It's another thing to act in obedience. And just that reminder of that, uh, there's there's an abundance on the other side of your obedience. And so, you know, we might not see that abundance this side of this side of heaven, but I, I yeah. believe that that's, that's a promise. Mm-hmm. And I think the abundance of his presence that we can experience as believers, you know, it's not always equated in, you know, a dollar figure or a trophy like you've received for mm-hmm. different accolades um, in music. But it can be that that sense of God's presence that holds you in the midst of really difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, as we've been going through the Advent series, you know, I was looking for songs that uh, spoke to each of the different themes of Advent. And then the last one, as this episode releasing on Christmas Day and focusing in on Jesus and how he came. And then I heard your song, Jesus, Savior of the World. And I knew I had to connect with you and ask you to come on the show. And mm. I just love that song. It's just so beautiful talking about the presence of Jesus coming into our world. And I don't know, is there anything you want to share about how, you know, you were inspired to record this song? Well, yeah, I just like, I remember sitting at my piano and, and feeling the hope and the anticipation that like would have lingered in the air that night as like people were waiting for the Messiah to be born, like the king of the world to be born. And I felt really emotional as I, as I thought about, you know, what it would have been like to be there that night. And uh, mm. because this was the night that like God gave us the greatest gift of all. This was the day that like love was born and um, everything changed. And so that's my response to that was just lift up a hallelujah to a king born in a stable. The greatest joy is among us, savior of the world. is just about that moment and kind of the, the fleshy things, if you will. And that's kind of what's missing in, you know, mainstream or secular music, whereas the Christian music, artists are vulnerable and they write a song. It's so much more about what's life-giving and breathing and just trying to give honor and glory to God. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We are back here with Brooke Nichols. And Brooke, I'd love for you to share with people a Bible study tool or tip, something that just helps you to get into God's Word. Yeah, I actually have an app on my phone and it's called um, Good Ground. And every morning at nine o'clock a.m., I get a little uh, notification that says, today's a great day to like dive into the word. And and it's just this reminder. And so I do. So I open up the app and there's always a Bible verse to start the day, plus a devotional attached to it or uh, at the bottom also like a song to listen to mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, set your hearts, uh, get your hearts ready and for the day. And that's one, one of my Bible study uh, tools that I use every day. That's a great one. And how about mm-hmm. a favorite Bible verse or one that inspires you lately even? 
Well, one that's really gotten me through the last two years is actually Psalm 23. And I love the Passion mm-hmm. Translation. And I'll just read um, some of the verses out. I won't read the whole chapter, <laughs> but some of the verses <laughs> that just like really have honestly impacted my life. I've, I've, I've seen, I grew up with Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But this Passion Translation really made me see it um, in mm. a new way. And it just truly, it just changed my life. It says, the Lord is my best friend. I always have more than enough. He offers me a resting place in his love. And he takes me to a, an oasis, a quiet brook of bliss. And that's where he restores my life. Uh, it goes on to say, the comfort of your love, it takes away my fear. And I'll never be lonely for you are near. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. And I just love that because at the beginning of COVID, you know, things were so stressful and like, so for me, so anxiety driven and, you know, Mm -hmm. the loss of everything. And I just, this like, why would I fear the future? Just reminding my heart, like where, um, where I belong and and who I belong to and and who's with me. So I didn't need to fear. Love it. I actually, in my book, Water in the Desert, and the course that I have that goes through that, I always encourage people when they can't sleep or whatever to quote Psalm 23 to read it out loud. But this was before I had ever read the the Passion Translation. Uh, I don't even know if it was out then. But since I've read it in the Passion Translation too, for this girl that, you know, there's this water theme God has me on that so resonates and it just helps us to get rid of anxiety. So I love that. I can see how it totally ministered to you during Mm -hmm. this time with the pandemic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I love how you are a girl of the word and you actually put that into writing over the past year and you Mm -hmm. published your very first book, a devotional called Making Room. So Mm -hmm. how did that one come to be? You know, you go from this singer songwriter to now author yeah, it's actually super surreal. I I felt the Lord asking me to write a book a couple, I guess probably a few years ago now. And I kind of chuckled. I was like, yeah, okay. Like I'm, you know, I can write a song, but like a book, that's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started, I, it all started though, because I started writing these small devotionals and sharing them on social media. And mm-hmm. I found that they were really resonating with people. And so when the pandemic hit, I had actually kind of started the book already slowly, but surely I, I was starting to chip away. And all of a sudden I had all this free time on my hands. And I thought, you know, I have no excuse. The Lord's asked me to do this. So I'm going to dive in like just full throttle. And so I did, I just dove in and I learned that when the Lord, you know, asks us to do something, whether we think we're inadequate or, you know, the right person for the job or not, the Lord actually empowers us to do it. And he gives us the supernatural strength uh, to, to get through it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, in church, we often say that he, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Mm-hmm. And it seems cliche, but it is absolute 100% truth that when you right. take that step, all of a sudden you can do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. The enemy wants to hold us back from actually starting. And when people say, you know, Cher, I want to write a book and what do I do? And it's like, just open a Word document and get writing. And it's amazing how once you do that, it just starts to flow from there. That's right. That's right. 
Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful devotional in looks and then the content. It's so incredible how you're encouraging people to make room for God and to really spend that one-on-one -on -one time with him. And it's just something that I think goes along with your latest single that came out with the Movement Worship Group. Mm -hmm. um, that song, Still. <laughs> Yeah. I, I thought I loved your song Pursue <laughs> and then you released Still in 2021 and I, I love this song. Like I didn't think I could love it more than Pursue, but I do and where mm. this song comes from. Yeah, this song, I wrote the song uh, just a few months after Shiloh was born. And uh, my friend John, he's like, hey, you want to get together and do a writing session over Zoom? And I just felt so... I felt so wrecked from, you know, just having a baby and just life being flipped upside down. And I, I truly thought like, you know, my, my, my songwriting days are over. Like I have nothing to offer. <laughs> and I brought this before the Lord, uh, actually the night before John and I were supposed to write. And I just thought like, what am I doing? Do I have any business even, even writing, doing this? Like, like, you know, what is this life? And uh, the Lord brought me to um, the Psalms and he he showed me who David was, a man after God's own heart. And it, and it didn't matter what David was facing. You know, throughout the Psalms, he's always, he's lonely, he's depressed, he's in despair. His enemies are, you know, in front of him. He's, he's whatever, you know, he's full of anxiety. He's all the things. And every mm. time he's facing something uh, hard, his response is always, but still I will praise you, O Lord. He always has this posture of like thanksgiving, no matter what mm. circumstance he finds himself in. And I felt really convicted and, and encouraged in the same time by, by David. And I thought, I, I want to I wanna have that same posture of thanksgiving. And so I shared that with John at our songwriting, at our songwriting day the next day. And he was like, wow. And so I said, all I have is like this, this, this thing keeps running through my head that just wants to sing, but still I will praise. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, let's sing it then. Let's sing still I will praise. And so uh, that's kind of how it came about. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I heard it, immediately I thought of Habakkuk 3 verses 17 to 18. It mm -hmm. says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, you know, talking about in an agricultural society that like everything is lost. And I know you, you know, with losing, being able to travel and sing and you experience this of loss of your income and, and being able to go out and to minister. But then it says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my savior. And this song just hits that message home mm -hmm. so powerfully. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amen. It does. And I love that verse. And that was one of the verses mm -hmm. that I uh, was connected to this song, just this idea, mm -hmm. like you said, though, you know, though everything has been taken and, you know, there's the, the fields produce no food, uh, mm -hmm. you know, still I will rejoice in God, my savior. And so, yeah, it felt like a really special song that the Lord just kind of gifted us, uh, gifted me in that season. Well, Brooke, it is an absolute timely message. I hope that people listening are going to, you know, go on their their music players, listen to Joy Radio to hear your music, this song still. But then in this time, as we're getting close to Christmas, you've released another song for Christmas, Oh Holy Night with the Worship Project live at Tyndale University. So good. Right. You have so much for us to listen to. I want to thank you for taking the time to join us here on Soul H Troll Radio.
From all of us here at Joy Radio, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We're so glad you joined us for episode 92 of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, Christ is the Savior of the World, our last segment in the Advent series. Just one of the many Advent series we had going on in Soul H2O Ministries. We've got the blog with Christmas devotions, weekly Advent talks on my Instagram account, and my Bible study called Christmas Crackers, Expecting Good Gifts from God for you to view on my YouTube channel. However you like content, reading, listening, or watching, we've got your Christmas inspiration covered. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights, links to Brooke's information, and all the Soul H2O Ministries Advent Inspiration offerings. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 92. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. On this Christmas day, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed for the whole holiday season. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.